And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Phichol, the chief captain of his host, spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee in all that thou doest. Now, therefore, swear unto me here by God that thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's son. But according to the kindness that I have done unto thee, thou shalt do unto me, and to the land wherein thou hast sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. And Abraham reproved Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had violently taken away. And Abimelech said, I wot not who hath done this thing, neither didst thou tell me, neither yet heard I of it, but today. And Abraham took sheep and oxen, and gave them unto Abimelech, and both of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What mean these seven ewe lambs which thou hast set by themselves? And he said, For these seven ewe lambs shalt thou take of my hand, that they may be a witness unto me, that I have digged this well. Wherefore he called that place Beersheba, because there they swear both of them. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. Then Abimelech rose up, and Phichol, the chief captain of his host, and they returned into the land of the Philistines. And Abraham planted a grove in Beersheba, and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham sojourned in the Philistines' land many days. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, on earth as that is in heaven. Give us this day our bread, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Forgive us our sins, for we have forgiven our debtors. Have us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Phichol, the chief captain of his host, spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee in all that thou doest. That was wise of them to come to him and tell him, Abraham, that God is with him, because it shows Abraham that they are walking in the gravity, and it also showed God that they were walking in the gravity. The necessary places they must be in together with the appropriate context and content. And we find out appropriateness here. Now therefore swear unto me here by God that thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's son. That is a very interesting parallel because God made the promise to Abraham and Isaac was brought into that and Israel, Jacob, Israel was brought into that. And this is a very powerful parallel because in the Ten Commandments, there's 
God saying that he will do good unto those who love him up to the third and fourth generation. He'll do so much love towards them if they love him back. And if they hate him, he has to let them be accursed. And this right here is that many generations. The same thing with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's son. Three generations. And that is what happened with Abraham. Abraham, then Isaac, and then Jacob, which came from Isaac, but belonged to the covenant and under the rule of Abraham. And there it is. An interesting parallel. Another interesting parallel is that with Abel and Cain, one brother was accepted. With Isaac and Ishmael, one brother was accepted. And with Jacob and Esau, one brother was accepted. This is an interesting parallel that God shows us there are double taps. There are situations that occur twice, like when Jesus did the miracle of the healing with food because they had been fasting with him while he preached to them. They were fasting for X amount of time because they didn't have food. And he did the miracle of the fish and the bread twice. That was a double tap. There's a double tap when Abraham has his wife stolen twice. And the first time, that's when Pharaoh kindles in anger in the Lord. And the second time, Abimelech does a stealing, but he gives back and adds more too. Whereas Pharaoh just gave back the wife and acted like Abraham was a problematic, sneaky cheater and shyster. And that's just not what happened. And so Pharaoh kindled an anger by accusing, being accusatory, and then having the gall to not give back fold addition to and bless Abraham so he didn't bless him he he accused him and wanted him accursed and to be gone because he considered him a curse and Abraham was a blessing Pharaoh was blinded by his hard heart and then Abimelech does the same thing but then gives back and does addition to Abraham's fold by blessing him further So we have a very interesting difference between this double tap with Pharaoh and Abimelech versus the double tap with the food, the fish and the bread. And that was because the Lord was not going to let anybody think that that was an anomaly. The miracle with the food was no coincidence and it was an absolute intended miracle and he did it twice to prove that he could do it he could do faithful things very powerful things when he decides to it's very awesome these parallels that you can find if you watch very closely and get better at it every day you don't accuse yourself of being bad at it just know that you're not 
like other people that are different types of watchers and that you can prove yourself willing to step into reproof. So we read about a swearing that Abraham says he will swear. And there is an interesting question on whether or not swearing is allowed to happen or not because it says thou shalt not swear in the New Testament because we cannot guarantee that we will be here another day and we shouldn't swear by the throne of heaven because it's his throne. We shouldn't swear by the footstool because it's the earth because it's his footstool. We shouldn't swear by his name on any type of occasion however there is a swearing that is going to take place a good swearing where Israel is going to swear in truth and judgment that Jesus Christ is the Lord it's going to come to pass and it's going to be a very important precious moment However, here's a swearing here that we don't have any type of information where God is upset with Abraham for swearing with Abimelech. In fact, when he does that, there's a positive outcome we'll read about, we've, we've read and we'll, we'll study about. So Abraham does swear and it's not a problem for God because Abraham is swearing very specific important promises. He says he will not deal falsely with Abimelech nor with his son nor with his son's son having a special type of swear and promise made, an oath made to Abimelech. But Abraham has to reprove Abimelech because Abimelech has a tendency because of the reach of his arm and his servants count as the reach of his arm. So Abimelech has a tendency to do bad things. He's attempted to take Sarah and he also has servants that had violently taken away a well of water. And although... Abimelech is on the hook here unto becoming reproved that doesn't mean he's off the hook until he's off the hook which happens here and Abimelech said I wot not who hath done this thing neither didst thou tell me neither yet heard I of it but today He's not off the hook because of that. And Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them unto Abimelech. And both of them made a covenant. So he says Abraham gives him these things and, and as a way to increase Abimelech's fold and his strength. Because Abraham strengthens the feeble knees. And Abimelech has feeble knees now. So he strengthens them. 
And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. So he said to him, here's a gift of good gesture and faith that I am one with you on a journey, sojourning in strange lands. He's saying we're both of brethren and here are some oxen, here are some sheep. And then he sets aside seven ewe lambs. That is interesting. The number seven comes up here. And so seven ewe lambs, that's a very special setup there. Those are going to produce much for Abimelech. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What mean these seven ewe lambs which thou hast set by themselves? And he said, For these seven ewe lambs shalt thou take of my hand, that they may be a witness unto me that I have digged this well. So he reproves him and says, you have issues, you steal things, you've got problems with forcefully functioning, and before I swear to you that I won't deal falsely with you, let me tell you where you are a false dealer, a false handler, and you need to start on a righteous pathway alongside of me. And so Abimelech swore. Wherefore, he called that place Beersheba, because there they swear both of them. They made a concoction together. <laughs> they did. They made a, 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 an oath, a covenant pathway together. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. Then Abimelech rose up and Phichol, the chief captain of his host, and they returned into the land of the Philistines. There was a witness. Phichol, the chief captain, witnessed this. And now this is interesting. And Abraham planted a grove in Beersheba and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And the Lord blessed that land. And it is no coincidence that now Abraham gets the credit and Abraham's arm, his reach, is Beersheba and its wilderness. So the credit of taking care of the son that he was so worried about not taking care of, Ishmael, he gets credit for taking care of Ishmael. And because he's his seed and Ishmael, it becomes fruitful eventually from wild ass to fruitful. And he was taken care of and added into becoming even a great nation like Abraham and a great nation in an individual is a rare thing there are cities in an individual within an individual there are cities of people and there are also nations there's sometimes a nation is in an individual so you have to understand when a person walks they can carry with them many look at some of those dangerous dictators that have come to pass and they were a nation carried even. So in one individual, there is grandness. And we have to be respecting that. This goes to show how the Lord uses the base things of this world. Because Abimelech had the good sense to join his house to Abraham. But Pharaoh didn't. Pharaoh turned a hardened heart, a blind, a harsh blind eye 
towards Abraham. And an interesting thing about the land of Beersheba, the, the area of Beersheba, is is its location is so close to the and is a part of the Egyptian uh, land scope in that time. The reach of the Egyptians there was very great and Beersheba was in the area of Egyptian reach that was why uh, Zor is also considered a potentially idolatrous land in the in the, the lands of of Sodom and Gomorrah because they were a part of Egyptian reach and the Egyptians are idol worshippers they have had idle hands towards joining their house with God they have fought against God many times they fought against God with Abraham and they fought against God with Moses and Israel they have and, and fighting against Israel is fighting against Abraham because Israel is Abraham's responsibility and ward. That's his ward. It, so we have to see how when you are dealing with a ward uh, that is the seat of Abraham that is in that house and is under God's rule as one of his servants, you are absolutely going to need to tread carefully. And these lands of idolatry don't do so well. Zor barely made it out. Because of Lot. Because of Abraham. There's a lot of reproof that has to occur. If you notice, that's the pattern. People that are sinners have to be reproved. Even if they're on the team, seemingly from the get-go, like Sarah, she needed to be reproved. And Abimelech joined the team, and he needed to be reproved. Anybody who joins the team of holiness has to fight holiness and be reproved by it. Because you're not going to beat it. Keeping with the faith requires long-suffering. And that is defined by him alone. He's the ruler on that one. He determines what we have as positive accolades. Because virtue is poured out from the kingdom of heaven onto the earth kingdoms. Any person who's walking around with virtue, if they think that virtue is from themselves or from their parents or from their friends or from some person that they've interacted with and they had been under a mentor, well, the truth is virtue is from the kingdom of heaven. And Abimelech was learning this. And so was everyone else that crossed Abraham's path. We must choose to lift up our voice 
and our hearts to the Most High God. And you can only do that through Jesus Christ. Jesus is put on the seat of Abraham. That means you have to find out about your new inheritance through Jesus Christ. We'll do that through scripture and prayer, meditation and obedience. Letting him whisper to you and then doing what he says. He told me, he whispered to me, and I had to read Isaiah. And I had to read Jeremiah because he whispered to me to read Jeremiah. And then I was whispered to to read Isaiah. Have to obey. Scripture helps us with obedience because we can read about people who had it and then we can mimic and adopt good behaviors, faithful behaviors. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as that is in heaven. Give us this day our bread and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Forgive us our sins, for we have forgiven our debtors. Have us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.